All right, so we're back here on another Washington Football Guys podcast, episode number 10. Uh, we are here, um, and now, you know, we are two days away from the start of the Washington football team's season debut against the L.A. Chargers. So, of course, I had to bring in um, our formidable foe um, 48 hours from now, our guy Jake. Uh, from the Snake Sports Talk Show. What's going on, Jake? Going good, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. And I did. I was like, man, do we have any Washington fans up and around here <laughs> that we could at least talk about this game, man? So yeah, glad to be here, man. I appreciate the invite. Yes, indeed, definitely appreciate you for coming on. And yeah, man, this is a, a good showdown. Um, you know, this is you know the rare. Every four-year matchup, um, you know, <laughs> East, for, East versus um, West, um, you know, a one, in your case, a 10 a.m. <laughs> uh, tip-off for the uh, L.A. Chargers. They'll be coming here to FedEx for a uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff. So, Jake, I want to ask you first for our preview for the L.A. Chargers versus the Washington football guys week one matchup. The biggest storyline for you in this uh, matchup? Man, the biggest storyline for me is one is you're going to be having, you're going to be starting the season off with Justin Herbert going into his second year as the Chargers quarterback after what we've seen him perform in last year as offensive rookie of the year and absolutely loving what the oh, potentials yeah. <laughs> are for him. I think he's going to be a kid that's going to go off this year. Usually second-year quarterbacks always do. They put up MVP-type numbers, and I'm excited to see what he may do. But I think, honestly, the storyline in this game in particular that nobody's been even talking about, mm-hmm. Chase Young versus Rayshon Slater. What a lot of people have not seen. If we've seen the games between Ohio State and Northwestern before Chase Young got drafted, Rayshon Slater literally put him in his place. That's going to be one that's going to be interesting because the difference, Chase Young's got one year of, of experience in the NFL. And Rayshon Slater, this is his first year in the NFL. So it'll be interesting to see how he's going to match up with it. But I think that's going to be a fun matchup here and there, man, especially with that tough Washington defense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest storylines when we also, like you said, the star power in essence in this matchup, where you have the two, the 2020 offensive rookie of the year and Justin Herbert, who, you know, definitely show flashes that he he's the future of this team. And, you know, the charges were very, was justified of getting Justin Herbert. And then uh, Chase Young, the defensive uh, rookie of the year of 2020. Um, those two guys actually going against each other and in that in a matchup per se, but they'll be on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just uh, the Brandon Staley era begins. I'm, I'm, you know, being a Washington football guy, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sean McVay. So seeing a guy from a Sean McVay coaching tree. Um, getting his opportunity, I'm kind of excited about that. It's you know that they have a, now a defensive uh, minded head coach, so that's definitely going to be an interesting. Um, and then just the aura of FedEx Field, we're going to have a pack, you know, pack stadiums. That's the biggest thing. Where now you're going to see crowds versus last year, it looked so ominous and it just looked very just weird to see you know empty seats and like these you know cutout 
cut out stand, cut out um, cardboard st- uh, fans. So um, just having a packed house and just you know just everything. Like yesterday was like was like the perfect taste of what we're gonna get week in and week out uh, with these yeah. games. Where we're gonna have packed stadiums and just the, the, the electric crowd. So uh, it's definitely gonna be a very um, those are the storylines that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you couldn't have said it better with the fact of the fans being back into the stadiums again. I mean, it'll be very exciting when the Chargers have their home game in SoFi Stadium because the fact of there was no fans in it at all last year. And with it being a brand new stadium, and mind you, when I looked at the numbers, the Chargers tickets had been sold out faster than any of the other teams in the league. And it was nuts. It was crazy because everybody's just been buying into this process, but they've also been very excited to just see how the team performs within SoFi Stadium and they see it firsthand. Yeah, big time. Yeah, (laughs) there's no more playing in the soccer stadium anymore. So (laughs) No, you know what? And and I went to one game years ago in 2018. That was back at Christmas time in Carson when I was in that soccer stadium, man. But it was a lot of fun. But I will say this, best experience I had in my life, Watch like meeting Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen at the time, who was probably one of my favorite personal guys, Russell Okun. When I seen oh, him yeah, and, yeah. and I got his autograph, like I told him, I I drove like four hours from Vegas to California, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you from Vegas?" So he gives me a fist bump and everything else. Like, yeah. he's such a nice guy, dude. A great experience all the way around. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because when, when we played y'all in 2017, man, y'all beat the brakes out of us. I remember that matchup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember going going there and and and, and get, getting handed our lunch that that matchup in December of 2017. Yeah, that at was the formal, uh, at the formerly known Redskins. <laughs> yeah, 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 was, yeah. That was the last year, and yeah. yeah, you know, a lot has changed. You know, we was that team, and then you know, San Diego, the you know, the mystique of. You know the San Diego Superchargers, and you yep. know that's I, even though that's like I, I, I literally low key I still like that song. I'm not gonna. Oh, I I, yeah, I, it, it is. It is a classic show, and I mean it's a classic song. And yep. I was so mad when they when y'all moved to LA, and I was like, oh, please, but please, like, uh, you know, because you. But that San Diego Superchargers, I tell you, that's. <laughs> I blast that up and I yeah. blast up Thunderstruck every weekend when yeah. the Chargers are playing, man, because you just, you never know. I'm coming in, bolting in up in here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I tell you, I definitely, when y'all moved to LA, I was like, oh, man, I'm, that's that's going to suck now because you can't say the LA Superchargers. That just don't sound right. No, nah, it, it's, yeah. At that point, you <laughs> d- might as well just make them Chargers, man. That's the only thing. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and you actually probably might have alluded to you alluded earlier about the matchup to watch. Was that really the, the sole matchup as far as uh, Slater and Chase Young? So basically the matchup to watch as well is like, first of all, you've got Ron Rivera as a defensive-minded coach. you got actually both defensive-minded coaches facing off, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Ron Rivera, who's well-respected in this league from the times of being when in Chicago and, and Carolina and then um, – with the Washington football team. It'll be interesting to see how both defensive minds really um, put piece together this type of schematic for both sides. Um, But I really would like to see, and even though that, you know, what Justin Herbert's been able to do under duress, I've told people this several times, even with a tough defense like Montez Sweat 
Chase Young, and even the the secondaries. I mean, I was very impressed with the secondaries too with Washington last year. Um, like Justin Herbert, the one category I've always mentioned to people, the reason that he even became rookie of the year last year had one of the best quarterback ratings under pressure at 99.6. That's better than Tom Brady. That's better than Russell Wilson. And that's better than a lot of these quarterbacks with top tier offensive lines that like they're under duress. And so that tells you an awful lot that he could overcome adversity. So I like to see those matchups between Justin Herbert and that defense. But the other thing of it is too, and I'm sure you've seen this before, Ryan Fitzpatrick, for whatever reason in his career in week ones, he's just a lightning in a bottle. I don't understand how and why, but I say it's a close matchup because it's not going to be that easy. But yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. And I think, um, like you said, even to your point earlier, it's the trenches. Uh, let's go win this game. Um, you look at, especially like with the charges now, um, with the revamp offensive line. Um, I like the change that they've done um, on an offensive line. It's definitely bringing in Slater. Um, you know, he kind of essentially fell into their lap, um, it, you know, with that pick. And then just like, you know, as far as with Washington on the end, as far as their front seven, you look at like Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Jonathan Allen, Cameron Payne, and then also your linebacking core. I mean, also I've, I've, I've also keep on. I, I can't forget Matt Nyanitis, uh, what he's doing, and then just that. And then I'm just really curious about that linebacking core, what they'd be able to do. I'd and, like um, to see how that yeah. one young rookie you guys have, really Jamie Davis. Before. I've been hearing yeah. about Jamie Davis yeah. as well. And okay, because I know Austin Eckler didn't practice today. Yes, he didn't practice so. So he actually had yeah. a specialized practice where we, he was with trainers. Okay. So okay. they were keeping an eye on it because they know that there was the hamstring injury that he did have last year. So yeah. um, the reports on what I've seen so far, um, Austin Eckler was limited in practice. He's questionable yeah. for this game. Yeah. Now, if he's ruled out, there's a lot of different running backs to really use, like Justin Jackson, um, Larry Roundtree, and of course, Josh Kelly. Um, yeah. So they do have a lot of depth when it comes to their running back position. Of If Eckler gets hurt, they'll be okay in that area. Um, Brian Balaga had a full practice, yeah. and he's ready to go. So that whole front of the yeah. offensive line is healthy, finally. Like I said, it after 30, yeah. 40 years that has <laughs> hindered this Chargers organization, they yeah. finally fixed the problem. So he's ready to go, but their defensive back um, is going to be ruled out with an ankle injury. I believe it was, um, it was the newest one that they got off of waivers. So, um, oh, it's uh, Trey Marshall. Trey Marshall oh, yeah. is going to be out. And then from what I've also heard from, uh, from Washington's side, Curtis Samuel is out. Yes, the um, he's on he on IR, so he he'll be out for the next three weeks. But we do have a guy, Deami Brown, at the University of North Carolina, the rookie sensation that uh, I call the the back shoulder fade king. At this point, is in the point of his young career, mm -hmm. so I, I like um, him coming, um, him actually being an asset. And that's one thing too. I, I'm glad about this year, uh, the wide receiver depth. Is there? Yes. So, yes. 2019, I might have been a little scared, a little leery. 2020 potentially, but now I think we got. I think we got enough guys. If you know, and like you said, even Curtis Samuel's 
Um, it, it's going to give him time to kind of rest up, hopefully in that three-week period, because you think about if he – he'll be back probably for the Atlanta game. If you look yeah. at it from it, so who you know who's to say, and you know that's and that's the thing too. They got the good depth, and you talk about another matchup. I was thinking about too, as far as the running back position, because yeah. Austin Eckler and Antonio Gibson are sim- somewhat similar. I'm gonna give Eckler more of a. He's a. I put it this way. He's more of a middle class versus Antonio Gibson is emerging. So, mm-hmm. you know, as far as guys who are threats you know, running and also in the passing game. So those two guys are kind of lethal. And I, you know, if, if Eckler does play, I think mm-hmm. that's another one too, where you look at like, who's going to, whoever gets the best of their potential matchup is going to be one that, you know, one of the key factors of who's going to win this football game. I agree. And, you know, and especially when you look at Austin Eckler, who's a threat in both the run and the pass game, you know, a guy that could be a screen option for Justin Herbert. That's the one thing that I know is going to be huge. I mean, the difference, I mean, especially when you look at Washington, Antonio Gibson, I loved watching the kid play. I think yeah. he's got a really good positive upside, still needs to fix a little bit in his game, but he's right then and there. But the nice thing is what I kept telling to people and I drafted him in my fantasy lineup, JD McKissick, this kid is a, is a pass specialist. He came in from a Seattle system that nobody really paid a whole lot of attention to until he found himself in Washington. And he was just tearing everybody up on the pass game, which I think would be lethal. If Ryan Fitzpatrick utilizes this right and gives both these guys, I'm sure it's probably going to be like a mixture of 50-50, if not 60-40, Gibson, McKissick, where you're going to come in in certain situations in the game and certain downs where you're yep. going to need a first down. Um, and I will say this, keep an eye, and I think he's going to have a stellar second year, Cam Sims. I yeah. really loved what I saw from yeah. him from the, the back end of the season to the postseason, regardless if they had who was that quarterback, whether it was Kyle Allen or it was Taylor Heineke, Cam Sims was catching majority of the ball. He was getting more of the targets than I think Terry McLaurin was, even though yeah. I know what I'm getting out of Terry McLaurin, but I do like what I saw out of Cam Sims. I think he's going to repeat. He's going to be even bigger and better in year two. Yeah, big time. And um, another one, also another uh, matchup I'm looking forward to is the wide receiver core um, that you guys have with uh, Mike Will and Keenan Allen. <laughs> All right, Kenneth, watch your mouth. <laughs> watch your mouth, Kenneth. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, then also um, with our um, – and then, you know, then our secondaries with William Jackson – also, um, you know, Kendall Fuller. So, I, you know, I'm really intrigued of um, who's going to get the best of that matchup as well. So, there's just a lot of – I don't think about this, this, these two teams where, the, you know, as far as from the positions yeah. um, that we mentioned, you know, are, you know, one of the key strengths and, you know, as far as who's going to take advantage of their said matchup. So, that's definitely a, another one to kind of watch out for. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what are the keys to a Chargers win for you? Keys to the Chargers win. Protect Herbert at all costs. This is why that they address the offensive line that has been hindering them for 40 years. Because ever since then, Drew Brees hurt with a shoulder, but a bad O-line. 
Phillip Rivers suffers a torn ACL in an AFC Championship game against the Patriots. Ter- terrible offensive line. Justin Herbert un- overcoming duress. Terrible offensive line. So they looked at a lot of these positions, and they finally, Tom Telesco, I was very impressed and happy with what he did this offseason. I think a lot of football fans were starting to recognize that, and they kind of were like, this is going to be a team ready to win. They're not playing around. The fact that they go and get Corey Lindsley, a Pro Bowl center from Green Bay, which is a big-time steal, Matt Filer from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, a very important interior lineman, and Adea Bushi from the Detroit Lions. The fact that you have him, you got a healthy Brian Bulaga ready to roll, and then, of course, like we mentioned before, the 13th pick in the draft and Rayshon yeah. Slater. Yeah. These are guys that just they're ready to play. They're protecting their future franchise quarterback because the Chargers realize who they have that's very valuable and like a lot of these teams, Kansas City. Buffalo, Baltimore, don't waste your time on your young quarterback while he's still on rookie contract. So that's the 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 big keys from there. My other thing, shut down defense. This is a t- this is going to be a game. I'm sure is going to be very defensive minded between Ron Rivera and Brandon Staley. What we saw from Brandon Staley with the Rams. Last year, took Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Leonard Fournette, or uh, uh, Leonard Floyd, and John Johnson, and turned him into one of the number one defenses in the league. He comes into a Chargers team where, as he had Jalen Ramsey, he's got Derwin James, and then you've got um, Aaron Donald, where you have Joey Bosa. So this is one that this defense looks a little similar, but a little better. But what's my biggest thing? And I was just talking to a previous guy who is a big time San Francisco fan. And like the biggest thing that I loved out of the practice against them in the preseason was mm-hmm. when the t- the second round pick of the Chargers, Asante Samuel Jr., oh. picked off Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh. He was all over the wide receiver, has great field of vision. But here's the other thing. You've yeah. got a mentor in Derwin James who is yep. former Seminole knows those types of plays, that's what's going to be very lethal. And that may be a tough time for Cam Sims and Terry McLaurin to really get open, especially yards after catch. Not going to be that easy, but (laughs) this is a team that revamped themselves with their defense because they needed a lot of help. Injuries was a problem. Um, Gus Bradley, who is now the defensive coordinator of the Raiders, had times where he was solid, but then gave up games. And then the other thing, that I think what was huge is the fact that the linebacking core finally is healthy. Kenneth Murray, um, Drew Tranquil, and Kaiser White. And I think Brandon Staley, like he did with Leonard Floyd, is going to yeah. get the best out of Kaiser White. Guy who's hyper-athletic, going to make big plays on runs and uh, even on the pass games when it comes to mid midfield passes. So we'll see what happens from there. And finally, close games time to turn them around this yeah. was a team that lost three yes. like they were three and 17 in games that were scored a <laughs> touchdown or less terrible record but this comes from conservative play calling this also comes from not taking advantage and taking a risk of what you have and winning those games yep. despite how the outcome will be 
That's what needs to be the biggest difference maker. And I think with what I've seen from Brandon Staley in, in camp and in practice, this is a guy that says you learn from what you've got. You work on some of the big-time pieces that need to be fixed. They, You learn from them. They learn from you. It's the coaching mentality and the motivation behind it because someone that's not familiar with this type of play scheme could learn from their big-time players. And so yep. that's where a lot of that's going to change. And they're going to work on that every single week, every practice and every play. So I like with how that is, this is where they need to turn that around. It's a tough game because first of all, you're dealing with a tough defense in Washington. You got a week one, Ryan Fitzpatrick that everybody wishes <laughs> could stay consistent yeah. a week no, once all yeah. year long. Yep. And, but, <laughs> and, and, like most, they've got options. They've got options everywhere. And who knows? Honestly, who knows what the tight end position is going to be between Jared Cook and Logan Thomas? But right. Logan Thomas right. may be a guy that could be, could be an X factor in this game. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, where, I mean, he he's, you know, one of our key, um, you know, uh, red zone threats. So, you know, you you know, you talk about how like as far as um, the offensive line has been plaguing you, you guys, uh, execution in the red zone has been our biggest issue. I mean, pretty much my in my entire adult life, but I'm almost forty, so you know, so you're right. Like it's just you know, you look at that situation. Um, I think the key for Washington is this. Um, you get, Obviously, it's got to be Fitzpatrick. Got to set the tone. I think with him, he's got to be to a point where he can't turn his football over. Because you got like we talked about, like you just mentioned earlier, you got two guys who I think are can make plays on a ball, and Derwin James, uh, Asante Samuel Jr., which he's 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 nothing but a chip off the old block. Like especially in that San Francisco game in that preseason, I'm like, man, he that he he playing like his dad. You know, so it's just like he, you know, we know how Asante Samuel Sr. was where he had that ability where he could just take it to the house. And we know Derwin James um, coming up the injury is very hungry um, to a point. He almost pretty much has missed almost two years. So he's going to be back. And like you said, and Brandon Staley's a defensive guy. So he's going to, um, you know, and he also would you know, like talk about the Bosa's. And I think Washington really has to realize, and another key is to get pressure on um, on Justin Herbert because the way Washington is set up, you really want to condense it. Like you want to really pretty, pretty much let this defense win this football game. You can't get in the shootout because we know Justin Herbert, get, he can get in the shootout with like Patrick Mahomes, you know, Josh Allen on him. He can, he can be with the best of them. Like if you know he can put up thirty plus points in this offense, but Washington cannot afford to even put give you know Los Angeles that type of that type of leeway because you'll lose a game like that because just as a fact because if it become a shoot match then guess what you have Fitzpatrick who have four hundred fifty yards and like five interceptions. Yep, that's true. <laughs> that, that that's absolutely true. That's one thing to really really keep a close yeah. eye on when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah, and and he and and if you if it becomes a shootout, then it can be then he can play erratic, and then this whole game could just blow over in his face. And then also another thing too is, and that and that's another thing that scares me about the Chargers is now, because really honestly, if if they can close the game, I mean this team this team will be a double digit winning team 
in this league. Like you look at and you think about 2019, you figured 2020 was gonna okay, they're gonna get their act together, and the same thing happened. So now you think of yourself, there's gonna be a point where this team gets it together and they can be lethal. And that's another thing, too, is um, you know, and we'll we'll figure out, you know, we'll figure it out if it's if it's a physical thing or it's a mental thing, you know. So mm-hmm. we're gonna really you're really gonna see this um as it go forward. But I think Washington really gotta set the tempo. Um, and the thing is, just I like to, my biggest word, the word of the day, the word of the week, condense. Yes, condense because you don't want to get a shootout with him, and then because and you really don't want to set that tone because look what you got the rest of the year. I mean, you got prolific quarterbacks, guys who are on the verge of becoming MVPs, and you have league MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs. Um, you know, down the line, and they see that okay, if I can get Justin Herbert and I can, he can, you know, just sling it for like 400 some yards, then you know, everybody's you know, we had that capability. But yeah. my biggest saying is condense, 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 um, uh, and just be smart on offense. Um, you know, and that's the thing you really want to be in this in this predicament, you want to be conservative, yeah. You uh, you want to get the running game involved? I think, in my mm-hmm. opinion, with this one, you want to kind of slow the Chargers' offensive tempo because they're mm-hmm. another team. Like we say, you do not want to get in a shootout with them because it could get ugly real fast, and yep. y- you might see it could get to it could get ugly to a point where there could be a quarterback change if if it if they allow that. As far as if if this battery is you know willy nilly with the football. Oh, man, that might be tough. You think you might get a same Taylor Heineke that you got in the playoffs? And that <laughs> came to mind. <laughs> and that's the thing. Where you, it, 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 you, you're you hoping that this doesn't happen. But the thing is, because you don't – because my thing is, let the defense set the tone and you just don't screw it up. That's yeah. my mantra, I think, for this whole entire year is – because, like you said, we got a you know we got a gauntlet of quarterbacks, and we, we really got to set the tone and let these and let everybody our opponents know this ain't this ain't a homecoming game no more. Like this ain't this isn't your your you know this isn't your Washington football team from '92 to present. No, we you know we're the standard. We got to you know so you got to be fearful. We got we got to incite that fear again, and I think. Mm-hmm. The, what's what we have going on now? There's a culture change, almost just like similar with the Chargers, where yes. there's there's something different about these two teams. We look at like the Chargers, like and char- I always look at the Chargers as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, like <laughs> always. And it's like I never. It's like because it, it's for years, and it's so crazy because I always yeah. the years that I don't have the Chargers being good, they be bad. Oh, and the yeah. years that I have them bad, they're good. So yeah. it's just like, and it's just, and it, and the same thing can go for this for for Washington as well. But I think the biggest key is just condense, condense yeah. it. Yeah, Big and time. you know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because, of course, you look at you know, obviously both teams' histories. I mean, you think yeah. of Washington in the time when they've won four Super Bowls, great Doug Williams, you know, and how yeah. this team really set the tone, and and yep. and it's interesting, you know, and and the same with the Chargers. I mean, to me. I've been a fan since I was seven years old and I loved watching the times of Drew Brees, LT and oh yeah, Antonio Gates. And even, I even met Sean Merriman like first Ooh. time ever. I was in a VIP line 
for the NASCAR race. And I just so happened to run into him because he was wearing his lights out jacket. And I was like, oh, that's got to be. Dude, he's still built like a son of a gun, dude. It's crazy. (laughs) But to me, I was like, you know, I love watching him play and how that defense was. But you're right. This was a team that either was good, could be bad or bad to be good. It's yeah. sometimes those inconsistencies, though. And this is a team that's been in this franchise, like been in this league since 1960. And we, I've said it all the time to everybody. We are the Philadelphia Eagles of the <laughs> AFC West. We seriously are. Like we are waiting for our come up so freaking bad that I'm like, I'm hoping it comes sometime. Like, damn it. Like, but I think because with Justin Herbert is as quarterback and what he did last year is given us hope. Then the fact that we're facing Patrick Mahomes twice a year and 10, and you know, in the next 10 years is one that's going to be a competitive one because I don't think Kansas city will really win for long. They're going to enjoy it while they have it. But -hmm. at the same time, it's not going to be that easy. I feel like Justin Herbert will be the fork in the road. And like I said, the second the Chargers win their first ever Super Bowl, it doesn't matter whether they're in San Diego or they're in Los Angeles. I love this team. I've loved yeah. the players. I respect the coaching staff. And however people feel about Dean Spanos, I don't care. But when the second they win and they're on top of the league, I have two fingers ready for it because we are no longer the laughing stocks of the league. We're no longer like that adopted brother that sits in the closet that's just like, it, it, it'll like you think about it like basketball fan. You think of yeah. the Lakers and Clippers. Clippers yep. You know, yep. and, and this yep. is the same Clipper moment that the Chargers <laughs> have been having for years. Yeah, and then and then it does. And it's funny. I, I feel like we're kind kindred spirits because that's how I feel now with just a simple fact of the name change and the the, the you know everyone making fun of us. Oh, you're a team with no name and this, that, and the third, and this how bad the franchise has been over the last 30 years. And and I, even I know how I feel with you guys as far as with the with the Rams, who looks like they could be a potential Super Bowl favorite. And then we got a team on the other side of the beltway in the Baltimore Ravens, who if they win a Super Bowl, they'll tie with us as having the most Super Bowls in franchise history. So um, yeah, I, I mean, even though y'all in the same building, but all is just 30, a 30 minute drive across, across the stretch of highway. Yep. But it's still, it still reigns supreme, but you know, it's, <laughs> but yeah, I know. Yeah. Even though, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I feel like we're the Kings of the DMV, but then some, I'm often reminded that Baltimore does have a stake, but I'm like, you know, it is what it is, but you know. Oh, yeah, so I, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely feel your pain when it comes to you know, when it when it comes to that, absolutely. Oh yeah, man. Because I tell you, the first time they win it, here comes everybody: Dan Fouts, Charlie Joyner, Kelly right. Winslow, uh, LT, all of them, man. Yeah, yeah. legends, legends, <laughs> legends. <laughs> so, with that, so prediction time. So, Jake. What is your prediction? Who wins this matchup and score? So I love doing stuff like this. I have a seg- a segment on my show all the time on Mondays, yeah. and now I have it moved for Tuesdays as well, so back-to-back days, and it's called Jake's Prime Predictions. I do it all the time okay. on my show covering all of the NFL. 
and living here in Vegas, it's uh, cooking and it's hot for bets, yeah. especially in all these casinos. So um, to me, I've evaluated this entire game. And as I mentioned before, the defense is what's going to be the difference maker. The other part is week ones for Ryan Fitzpatrick as lightning in the bottle is going to be one that's interesting. Every year on week ones, he always seems to be pulling something out, no matter who he's playing with. Um, but those are the things I keep an eye on. Justin Herbert against tough defenses, like we've seen this against Tampa. We've seen this against New Orleans under duress. He knows how to overcome them, and he'll follow them up. That's why yeah. even that game against Tampa Bay was, that should have been like the indicator. He's not a quarterback to mess around with. Because he'll come around, you may throw four or five big-time defenders right in front of him, and he'll still throw a deep ball for somebody <laughs> to get open and going to score. So he'll yeah. find ways to overcome that. But a new coach, defensive schematics, um, the bet line on this one was Chargers minus one. Mm-hmm. I'm taking um, – I'm going to take the Chargers minus one on that bet line in my final score. 30 to 28 okay. because it's not going to be that easy of a game. It's going to be a close tight one, but I think because of the fact it's week one, everybody's getting used to a lot of their playbooks. A lot of them are kind of seeing and evaluating a lot of these quarterbacks and their plays. And it is tough because West coast is coming to East coast and it's yeah. cold. So we'll see what, yeah. you know, what's in store with Justin Herbert, you know, against this Washington team. Yeah, absolutely. So, who I got? Um, like I said, I th- the way I've been talking about as far as I think the keys to a victory, and I think if if it does, you know, if everything comes to fruition, um, I definitely see this Washington football team winning twenty four to twenty one with a Dustin Hopkins kick at the end. Yes, I still have faith in the former Seminole and Dustin Hopkins. Um, yeah, because I think if 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 you can hold San Diego, Los Angeles, pardon me. I, and I've been saying, I, I've, I've been saying this since the schedule was released. Oh, it's all right. Everybody, everybody gets confused. They I know, say right? San Diego all the time, but they, re- <laughs> but but they, they know. They, they deserve to be there. They deserve to be there. But I mean, yeah. so far, I mean, I, being at SoFi, I don't think I, I, I think you can care less about being in San Diego <laughs> at this point. Being oh, at SoFi. I don't but, know, um, <laughs> man. I mean, you kind of look at both ends, San Diego or Inglewood, man. However, you yeah, look at exactly. It. Yes. So I got them. I got Washington winning twenty four to twenty one. Um, another close game. I think this will come down to a close game as well. Um, Dustin Hopkins kick, kicks that field goal. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have somewhat of a solid day. I do think. I think he's due for maybe like two turnovers potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest thing is just don't get pick six. Don't get yeah. you know, or get to a situation um, where you're, you know, where you're causing the turnovers and they, you know, and actually guys making big plays on it. So my biggest thing is just make sure if you do throw them, don't throw them in the vicinity of Asante Samuel Jr. or Derwin James. Then we good. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, you do for two. I would give you two. I give you it's a hall pass. Ryan Fitzpatrick got a hall pass for two interceptions. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so he got a hall pass for that. So <laughs> like they say, three strikes and you're out. You're Correct. out. It's magic. Yep. Correct. Correct. We do two and you good. Long as they not no pick sixes. 
and nothing as far as catastrophic as far as giving sent um giving LA field position. But you yeah. know, but yeah. <laughs> so Jake, definitely once again appreciate you for coming on to our preview for the Washington football gas as we preview our matchup against the LA Chargers. Where can they find your social media, Jake? Well, guys, I appreciate everybody um, here in the chat lines. And, of course, I do appreciate Coach uh, Couch Coach as well yep. having me on here. Um, you guys love sports. You guys love entertainment and quality content. Well, there is one place that you guys could check out as your host, Jake the Snake Silva, here on the one show, the Snake Sports Talk Show. That is my show that I'm on Mondays and Tuesdays um, on the Spotlight Sports Network. I talk everything. Baseball, football, and um, NHL, and of course the NBA. And sometimes I'll talk a little UFC, boxing, NASCAR, depending on the popularity and on the card. I'll break it down at least a little bit. Um, but you can find me on all over the social media grid: Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and of course follow me on Instagram. We just celebrated 400 subscribers up onto my uh, my channel, and we're on the road to 500. And when we do hit 500 subscribers, I promised every one of my fans that this is happening. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. This is happening. Uh -oh. So it's going to be straight fire, but that's when we get to 500, you know? So we'll see what happens from there. But that's where you can find me, the Snake Sports Talk Show, all over the social media grid. Yes, indeed. And follow him. And if you do... Give him some milk. Give him a, a few cases of milk to to, to go with those chips, because uh, he gonna need that. He definitely gonna <laughs> yeah. he definitely gonna need that. So follow I'm, him and give him some milk. Give him at least a at least a a, a carton of milk. <laughs> I've at least got the pre got at least the pregame kind of thing. Oh man. boy, you know, yeah, like, hey, 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 I'm hey. getting my taste buds adjusted. <laughs> yeah, that's that's preseason and that's Super Bowl. <laughs> right, exactly. See, <laughs> so hey, you know. Yeah, so you got you somewhat primed, but hey, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <But> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once again, definitely appreciate you for coming on to a special Watch the Football Guys podcast as we preview the LA Chargers. And uh, I do I say good luck? Absolutely, I hey, say good you luck know? too. Hey, yeah, listen, we, hey, football's you know? back, baby. Football's back. The fact, that, the fact right. that we watched Thursday night between the Cowboys and Bucks. I yes, mean, here's, right. Here's why football's back. Tom Brady's starting for another year in, in oh my football. God. That's the crazy. referees are always nine out of ten times wrong. Okay. Yes. Flags yes. are flying everywhere. Kickers are missing field goals. Right. So it's like <laughs> and then of course the fans, they're all yeah. tuned in, they're all eating, they're all celebrating. So yeah. football's back, football man. I'm excited. Back. So yes. that's why I say good luck because week one yeah. is always unpredictable. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's gonna be a definitely a great, great uh week one, especially for you know both of us. And um, you know, I call it the kindred spirits matchup, you know, two, you know, <laughs> east versus east versus west. Um, you know. So, yeah, man, most definitely our once-in-four-year matchup. Mm -hmm. Definitely looking forward to it. Hopefully, it'll be like 2013, potentially. Yeah. But hopefully on my end, hopefully it'll be like 2013. Or it may go your way in 2017. But definitely looking forward to that. And then, you know, I would, I'm hoping, you know, if we don't if we don't make it to SoFi this year, <laughs> which I, who's, I don't know. But I'm just, you know, and that's, you know just being optimistic, it is oh, week course. one. That's, you mm -hmm. know. It's still like 20 weeks left to settle that. Oh, but, very much, yeah. <laughs> but, but, 
Hey, if we don't if we don't make it in, you know, there, but we'll we'll definitely see you guys in SoFi in twenty twenty five, and definitely looking forward to that matchup as well in four years. But yeah, oh, can't yeah. wait for can't yeah. wait for it, man. But I'll Absolutely. make one I'll make one promise to you because yeah. <laughs> when the Chargers do beat the Washington football team, I promise okay. you by next week we will beat those cowgirls. Yeah, at please home do that. Please in do LA, that. so we got please Texas coming into our town. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And please, Charger fans, pack that place out. Do not, I'm telling you, don't let, don't, don't let, don't, don't strong arm these these people on this second second hand market. Y'all buy them tickets, buy them tickets, and pack that place in powder blue. Mm. Please, you know, I'm gonna right. be working to at least get my first game up in that building. Yeah, I know the cheapest one is when they're playing Denver at home. And yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting <laughs> to watch right there. But I can't wait. Yeah, I'm actually hoping because look, <laughs> I actually was inside um Allegiant Stadium down here, which is like 20 minutes oh, away yeah. from me. But I always mm-hmm. call it the giant Roomba for all of my hated fans out there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but I will say it was nice. I was there for uh for SummerSlam for wrestling. Okay, it was a lot yeah, of fun. yeah. It was super open, but I can't wait. Um, because I think last game of the season for the Chargers, they're on the road and they're in vegas against the raiders and i would oh, love nice. to catch a game because my my pops is a diehard raider fan oh, yeah. and it's been a tradition between the both of us being oddballs in the family so yeah <laughs> um i can't wait for that and and i te- i kept telling my colleagues in my <laughs> network because majority of them are raider fans and i said okay oh, yeah talk your shit but just yep. know who's got a winning record in that giant room but by an inch okay like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and definitely huge shout out to Darian, man. Definitely shout out to Darian, man. Very much. Yeah, man. yeah, big time, big time. Yep. Yeah, that that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, man, once again, appreciate you once again, Jake, for coming on, man. This has been a special Washington Football Guys opponent preview with our guy Jake from the Snake Sports Talk Show, and we talked about the LA Chargers, man. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the post-game show on Sunday after a win against Jake's uh, Los Angeles Chargers. But we will see. But <laughs> win or lose, uh, me and, of course, we'll be, uh, me and Rob will be here um, doing our post-game show. So definitely um, be around uh, Sunday at 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. Win or lose, we'll, sure. we'll be here. Or draw, we'll be here as well. <laughs> For <laughs> sure, know? however the outcome yeah. is, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, D. Appreciate you once again, Jake. And, man, this has been uh, the Washington Football Guys podcast episode 10, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.